coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we sink all of our points into the ranking ability branch of the skill tree. Our power level? Definitive. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going so good. I am so excited for today's episode. We've got, look, normally when we pick a topic for these shows, I'm like, I hate this topic. I have nothing to say about it. (laughs) Tonight, we are talking about RPGs. It's true. We record for like eight hours and then whittle it down to 45 minutes. (laughs) Because that's all we could like get Patrick to stay on topic for. <laughs> that's right. Normally, I'm going off. I'm talking about glass, and who knows what else. Um, but we'll we'll get we'll get to that in a second. Uh, in 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 the meantime, uh, you should be following us on uh, Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, Twitter. The show is at Nincart Society. Mark and Patrick are Mark and Patrick. You should also be our friends on um, what is the thing that we play Switch. all the time? The Nintendo Switch. Uh, our friend codes will be in the description of this here episode and also many previous episodes and many future episodes. Uh, but Mark, if someone wanted to get something from us, like, I don't know, a copy of Sonic Forces, like, I don't know, like a video game. Yeah. That they could play like Sonic Forces, uh, for a time before returning back to us, you could mail, email us your address. Why is this tricky? Why is it tricky to say Email me your non-email address, and I'll send it to you, and then you can play the game for as long as you want, make your own avatar, and uh, race with Sonic, or I forget what happens in this game. <laughs> Save it's, the world. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Has it almost been a year? Has it August, already, right? Has, has it already been a year? <laughs> where, where, <laughs> where would they email it to? Uh, to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. And then I send this bad boy right to you, and you love it and hate it at the same time, and send it back. It's a wonderful program, uh, but this is too much. Mark, we need to get into the task at hand. We've got to determine the top eight RPGs on Nintendo platforms. Let's get to it. <laughs> An important distinction before we get too far into it. Yes. This is a definitive list, but not a definitive ranking. That's right. So, well, at the end of all things here, like Sam and Frodo, we will come up with a list. That's what that movie was about, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> with a list of the top eight RPGs on Nintendo consoles and handhelds, um, but they will not be in any order. No, that will maybe be a future show. Oh, my God. <laughs> We got to survive this one first. Um, I'd like to kick off the proceedings here with an email from Nikki. Nikki says, hi, Patrick and Mark. I don't have a lot of comments on RPGs on Nintendo platforms, but very good, Chrono Trigger. Very bad, Quest 64. Thanks for making the podcast. Hope this isn't too late. Nikki, it's right on time. It's right on time and... You could not be more right. You are absolutely right. I made a very small list along with my uh, list of top eight RPGs of my, like, no chance RPGs. And Quest 64 is on my list of no chance RPGs. It is Garbo. That is a bad game. Um, But Chrono Trigger, it turns out, is a very good game. Uh, Mark, is it time to rip the bandaid off and reveal whether or not we both have it on our lists? (laughs) Sure, yeah. (laughs) Let's yank. Okay, at the count of three? Sure. One, two, three. Yes, Yes, (laughs) of course. Uh, As we we are sorting through nine emails here um, from listeners today, seven of them mention Chrono Trigger. Um, So I, I think it's pretty universally regarded as... Uh, just a great game that everyone needs to play and is foundational for RPGs and sort of the pinnacle of that 16-bit um, RPG. Do you have a specific thoughts or like a, a reason that you would have it on here? That yeah, I I don't. So I don't know how much more really needs to be said about Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have, if you haven't played it or you've played it and you don't really like it, you're probably sick of hearing about it. And if right. you love it, like I love it, and I think probably both of us love it, 
you uh, can't really talk about it enough. It's just a really like magical game that came out at the exact right time. Yes. Where the technology and like the graphics and the music um, and the storytelling, like everything came together in like a very like specific way that, you know, it's one of those franchises where all the time we're like, it would be awesome to have another Chrono Trigger game, but I am terrified of them attempting it because it's like trying to bring a TV show back like 20 years later. Like you don't have that same alchemy. It's just not possible to recreate those circumstances. I mean, Fuller House. <laughs> right. They just, you know, it's missing a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's right. And, you know, uh, a, a second Chrono Trigger game. And they're saying Chrono Cross is out there. Um, but that was the name of that game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, it's, it's sort of like a maybe just, like, lightly aesthetic sequel and less of a, like, literal sequel. Um, but, like... Yeah, Chrono Trigger is just so good, and the designs in the game are so awesome. Um, like every everyone is cool. Every one of the playable characters um, could be its own protagonist in a game that you would follow and be interested in. Like I want to, I want to spend time with Frog. I want to spend time with Robo. I want to spend time with Magus. I want to spend time with everyone. Um, it's all just so cool, and like it, the game also feels. Uh, simple in a way that um, like RPGs were kind of exploding away from. Uh, like if you just look at the trajectory of the uh, Final Fantasy games, um, Final Fantasy two uh, on Super Nintendo or uh, four in Japan, and Final Fantasy three or six, um, were getting like bigger and wider, um, and you know addressing these huge like end of the world things, and like the end of the world and the end of history, like that's all at play in Chrono Trigger, but it's all deeply rooted in like the character journeys of like six or seven characters. Yeah. That's a good point. Like even for its time, Chrono Trigger was like a little bit retro in that way. Yes. Um, But also I think one thing that, especially as I've grown older that I really appreciate about returning to Chrono Trigger is I feel like the story it's um. It like all this, it's so corny, but like all the characters care like each other and like care about each other. Yeah, you know, like it's a very like uh, I don't know, I don't uh, like affirming game, I guess. No, you know? I I, th- I think it really is, and I, I I think you're right to identify that as uh something like different and like they that they care about each other in like a meaningful way. We're gonna talk about a lot of different Mario RPGs um throughout this and like. There's no like animus between the main characters <laughs> in a, in a Mario RPG, but like you don't really get the sense that like you know Mario and Mallow like love each. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 buddies through um, circumstance and not like because the universe demands that they be together. Um, so uh, Nikki, I will agree. Very good. Colon Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I think Chrono Trigger can safely be placed on our list okay so maybe not so safe let's let's go from the from the most safe to the less safe a lot of you wrote in with games that uh maybe are questionably categorized as rpgs yeah so it kind of begs the question is like what is an rpg like the acronym stands for role-playing game Right. And so there are a lot of games that maybe aren't traditional, like what you would think of in the RPG genre, but do allow you to play like the role of a character and kind of give you the freedom to explore that world how you would. Like Alex wrote in saying that they're not big uh, into like the RPG genre, but they think it should be considered that Animal Crossing might be one. Uh, and I can see a really solid argument for this. You're not leveling up a character, necess- right? There, there's no like, there's no. I mean, you're getting money. You're and you're like expanding your home, or you right. are uh, leveling up in a sense your outfits, your furniture, sure, the sure. bugs you're collecting, but not in the traditional like skill tree sense. But I, I wonder. I'm inter- curious from you, Patrick, how much you feel like that sort of like the mechanical parts of an RPG are important to you in, you know, like labeling something an RPG or not. Sure. So I think for me, and I, I think this is reflected in, in my list uh, when we get to it in, in its totality, that a lot of what I'm looking for in an RPG is 
uh, aesthetic and story that I want to feel invest and character, I guess, um, that I want to feel invested in those three things kind of above all else. So however um, it expresses itself in terms of gameplay, whether it's, um, you know, uh, like an active uh, battle system or menu-based or no combat whatsoever, um, my priorities are probably towards um, characters and character growth. Um, although, like, so for me, I do think that uh, Animal Crossing is a little bit outside of that for me because I don't really see a story in Animal Crossing, right? Uh, there is no, like, overarching story in the game. Right, there's I kind agree. of the story you make with with the characters. Well, and isn't that arguably, like, the most important part of an RPG and something that a lot of games that are classified as RPGs, they don't actually achieve that or allow that? Like, very few of the RPGs on my list allow you to create your own character yeah. or make your own choices in the story. You know, like you're following a um, pretty, in most of these, you're following like a very distinct path Yeah. Uh, to make it through the narrative. Whereas something like Animal Crossing, in a lot of respects, you are actually taking on the role of that villager. Yeah, I mean, in, in some ways, it is maybe the purest role-playing game and that you are actually playing the role and making decisions about like, oh, I'm going to be nice to this person and give them presents, or I'm going to throw trash in this person's yard in the hope of getting them to move away, or, you know, whatever, that like you're making deci decisions and actually like acting out the role of this character more or less through whatever... Um, you know, actual gameplay methods you have. Um, so like, I can I can understand the argument for classifying it as uh as a role playing game. I do think that I just have a lot of like old baggage with like, you know, what I think a role playing game is. I think I need to see combat. I think for the most part, I want it to be menu based. Um, and yeah, and and I want I want to gain experience points and level up. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, so we also had Steven right yes. in. Steven, who you, of course, remember from our Pokemon starter episode. Yes, Steven, who provided us with a comprehensive <laughs> ranking uh, of uh, stats and cuteness and, uh, like, lasting uh, appeal, appeal of, of, these, of, of the Pokemon starters and helped us break many a tie. Uh, uh, so St Steven wrote in. Steven has uh, a very hot take. Uh, on his list is Phoenix Wright, Trials and Tribulations. He says, so I know this is officially listed as a visual novel, but hear me out. It's mostly text-based, you have a health bar, and you gain abilities and grow throughout the game. It's storytelling and characters makes it an exciting ex experience. It's even got a great soundtrack for how limited the DS was. Uh, in short, try this game or pick up the original trilogy if you haven't before. It's really good. Here's the thing. I love Phoenix Wright. Yeah. And... To your point, Patrick, there's kind of a combat system in it, but it's a war of wor words and the truth. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. No. I think I. I think that that all tracks. And I, I wouldn't disqualify it as uh, as as a role playing game. Um. Do you? How is the actual like role playing in one of those? I mean, I so guess so. I would say it's like limited. Yeah. But in this, in that you're not really making choices, you're following like a preconceived narrative. Yeah. And since it is a visual novel, like you don't really even have choice in how it plays out. You can fail, but then sure. you just like do it again. You just do it again until yeah. you succeed. Um, yeah. Do you think uh, that when you are playing the game, you identify with Phoenix Wright? Uh, and is that necessary? Like, it, do do you have to form like a personal bond with the character in order for the game to? I mean, I it, I was gonna say to to be good, um, but like, well, I mean, even hmm. with something like Chrono Trigger, yeah, you're not, or I never felt like I am playing like frog like i you know like sure, sure. it's always like you're watching a narrative from afar that you have like control over the movement and everything but i never like personally identified with any of the characters yeah sure. i would say that's also true of phoenix right like i never felt like uh i mean it's not like an animal crossing experience where you're you know that is mark yeah that, that's ace <laughs> exactly in the town of pizza <laughs> um so 
I look, I love Animal Crossing. I love the Phoenix Wright games, but um, they I, here comes the hammer. They just don't. To me, they don't like. And Ooh. I, I even, I even get the argument that Animal Crossing is an RPG in its purest form. But for this list, I, I don't think I can put either of these games on it. That's tough, but fair. Uh, we, we've got some other like kind of. Well, what uh, about Zelda Two? Because okay. this one, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, is checking all the boxes. So who who is it that wrote in and suggested uh, Colin? Zelda Colin. Colin. Colin suggested Zelda Two, which you're right does present sort of all of these things. You collect experience points. You grow, you gain levels, you gain new items and explore the countryside and blah, 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 blah. Um, I sort of have a hard time calling any Zelda game an RPG. Um, and I, w- I was thinking about if I wanted to put one on my list and like try to argue for it. And I think for me, the closest one is Breath of the Wild. It's great you should say that because... Breath of the Wild is on my list of the top eight. Very good. Uh, I do not have it on mine, uh, but only because I was struggling with, uh, do I want to consider this uh, an RPG? Well, what is the argument for it not being an RPG? I guess that, I guess that's a great question. That uh, you you're not gaining experience points. You're not gaining experience points. But and you're you, not leveling up. You are because you, you level up armor. You level you level up stamina. You level up health. Sure, you're you're increasing stats, but there's no like one of the things that uh, for me like sets off the idea of of RPG right in my head. And I know this is narrow and probably hurts my definition. Um, is that like they gain a level? They were 24. They are now 25. And here are the prescribed things that happen at, on that changeover from one level to the next. And Zelda, with the exception of Zelda 2, always lacks that sort of system where you grow by discovering more abilities, by getting more life, by getting more stamina in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so I, I guess I feel like Breath of the Wild has like so many of, that mecha- of those mechanics. They just strip away, like you were saying that level of visibility where it's like I clicked over from 24 to 25. Right. I feel like all of that is happening in the game, but it happens in different ways. Like it happens with the weapons that you're able to discover with the armor that you're able, that you like are able to acquire, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, well, in like in, in a more simplistic form, this is also true in the original legend of Zelda, um, that like you get better armor, you get better swords, you, buy a better shield, you, uh, you know, upgrade your boomerang or whatever. Um, and all of these things make you more able to take on greater challenges. You're growing and like, there's no little level. You didn't go from 24 to 25, but like Link is stronger now. Well, and I keep coming back to this idea, even, you know, just like the Animal Crossing thing where it's like, what makes an RPG? And I think for me, a lot of it is yes, there's like the traditional like JRPG definition. Yes. Um, but also that role playing aspect is like important to me in my appreciation for some of these games. Like one of the things I really find beautiful about Breath of the Wild is that there is a main narrative, but so much of like your experience with that game is so different from anybody else's. Yeah. Because the way that you approach the world, the way that you solve something, you truly are playing in to my mind that role of the hero of Hyrule. And uh, I and yeah, like a lot of the other Zelda games have elements of that, but I feel like it all coalesced in Breath of the Wild in a really unique and interesting way. To me, it yeah, count it counts as like a role-playing game, not in maybe the traditional like strict definition. Yeah. But it uh I think it it definitely is is there somewhere. Uh, so I and I'll just like to kind of piggyback on that for a minute. Um, Breath of the Wild also has that. Uh, if if you want to say that there's like one sort of thing that you could like check off as like Link's actual progression or like the story that you are crafting for yourself, um, sort of expresses itself through the Terrytown uh, side quest, where uh, you know you start by when you build a house, then like the carpenters run off to you know start start their own. Uh, village somewhere and it, throughout the course of the game all corners of the globe you're meeting people whose last name are son or whatever son so that they can go and like live in Terrytown. and just to watch that town grow feels like link leveling up right it feels like your story leveling up and becoming 
like richer and fuller for it. And while there are all of those other like unrelated uh, little stories that happen or not like little stories, the main stories of the game, um, there's like this one constant thing that like continues to grow with you and sort of at, at the pace that you choose to address it. Right. And if you never do it, the game doesn't punish you. There's yes. no uh, negative consequences for not finding it or for not finishing it, for not wanting to like grind to get 150 wood or whatever it is. Right. Now it should be noted. Uh, no one else wrote in to say breath of the wild. No one. So it's all y'all against Mark. <laughs> well, we'll put this into the like maybe let's consider it. Sure, sure, sure. So should, what? What's another one that's should, on? Should I be writing this down? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm writing it down. You're writing it yeah. down. Okay, great. Uh, so what? What's another game that's on your list? Uh, okay. So another game on my list. Uh, do 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 do. do. Okay, I'll go with a uh, a sort of controversial one or one that I it, I didn't see anyone else supporting. Uh, the Secret of Evermore on the Super Nintendo. It is a Secret of Mana like game um, that only has a a main character and a support character. You're a boy and his dog, uh, and you get sucked into a like parallel dimension that is made up of the imaginations of this professor friend of yours uh maybe he's an uncle who cares um uh the like these four eccentric people and the worlds that their imaginations create and the game is uh really focused on like uh classic sci-fi and horror movies and a lot of the imagery comes from those things the game is very similar to earthbound in a <coughs> in aesthetic so I think we can bring up Earthbound in this part of the conversation because a lot of people did say, uh, did put Earthbound on their list. How many, just out of curiosity, like SNES JRPGs do you have on your list? I think four. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, two, three. No, just three. Just yeah. Three. Okay, I limited myself to three as well. Yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't. I otherwise they would just all be on. There. Yeah. So I, I'm, I have Chrono Trigger and I all I have Earthbound. Uh huh. Uh, and then I also have Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. Okay, so I also have Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. Um, do we want to talk about that game and why it's perfect? Well, or let's talk about Earthbound first. Okay. Because, like, Secret of Evermore kind of got us there. Yeah, so I recognize that uh, Evermore is a dark horse candidate and probably won't make our final list. Um, but f- the it's a, it's an active battle system. Um, which to me makes it more engaging than Earthbound. I like Earthbound's like sense of humor and identity and the way it also focuses on like sci-fi stuff um, in a very like you know B movie like 1950s kind of way. Um, but I don't know. E- Evermore does it so much more actively and uh, like sort of like knowingly aware of its camp like. Um, the the protagonist is always comparing things that are happening to these made up movie titles that are you know hilarious and weird, um, and uh, yeah, Earthbound always felt to me like kind of slow in the like early Dragon Warrior uh, game kind of way, um, and you know that that perspective of uh, like that first person that you can't see any of your characters uh, fighting the the enemies felt like a really like inactive battle system um to me uh and uh, and all of my subsequent like tries to get back into earthbound you know 20 years later um they've all failed you know i've i've been able to like get into the game for like four or five hours and then i like hit a wall or i don't remember exactly where to go and then i'm like uh i guess i don't love earthbound that much yeah i really wish that i have had played Secret of Evermore because it sounds like right up my alley. Yeah. Um it sounds awesome. I'm I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, like, and this all. is I mean th- this is a hard thing where like it when we'll make a list and then, you know, this will probably not be on it, but it'll be on my like strong honorable mentions. Um it also the magic system is so cool. It's an alchemy system, so you learn spells uh and then you uh from like characters in the game. Um, you don't naturally learn anything. You have to encounter people that know the spell and teach it to you. Um, and then you're collecting just raw materials. So it's like, oh, to cast fire, uh, fireball, you need one part gunpowder and two parts candle wax. And like, that's how you do it. And you level up everything individually, just like in uh, Secret of Mana, 
where like you want you want to level up that water magic, use that water magic a bunch of times. Same thing uh, in this, um, but like there's no magic points because you're always just using the materials. I don't know it it so so there are some materials in the game that are so rare that like oh yeah you're only ever gonna be able to cast that spell three times ever throughout the whole course of the game and that's so I don't know it's just so like cool and vital um, and the game changes so much uh, with with each new world that you go to. Um, I really think it's a special game, and it's a bummer that it uh, isn't as widely recognized as I'd like it to be. So for me, like I was talking about how Earthbound, or not, excuse me, Chrono Trigger, like is very um, retro, but also like I don't know, for lack of a better term, like heartwarming. Like yeah. you feel good playing it. Uh, I admire Earthbound, but it's difficult for me to like fully embrace it. Sure. Um, I I find it a little bit more like cerebral than um like uh comforting, if yeah. that makes sense. It's almost off putting. Well, right? it's weird and it's like purposefully weird and that like quirkiness is its charm, mm-hmm. but it's uh but it's not as um I, I have less nostalgia for Earthbound because I have less like uh as a as a kid you're just like this is so weird. Yeah. Like, um, so, so, so weird. Yeah. And so, as an adult, it's like, oh, this is really, like, interesting, and the music is really cool, and, like, the things they were doing are fun, and there's, like, so many parodies of, or or just, like, unlicensed ripping off of, you <laughs> of know, music, like, yeah. of, like, music and popular uh, movies that I recognize now as an adult. And so, I really admire the craft of Earthbound, and I love Earthbound. But I don't have a super strong like emotional connection to it. That's interesting. Uh, Earthbound does appear on uh, I think four of I might be missing one, but four of the lists um, that people wrote in. Uh, uh, Lewis wrote uh, that Earthbound is bizarre in the best way, oddly advanced for its time in term of hu- in terms of humor and storyline. Um, and then it's also on uh, James's list and Colin's list and Steven's list. Um, uh, not with really extra commentary from uh, most other people. I think Earthbound is kind of a kind of a gimme, or not 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 to discount it. Uh, but like it seems like it's an obvious choice, right? Right. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with not that. Not there's it's anything wrong with an that. An obvious choice for a reason. Yes, and Chrono Trigger was an obvious choice too, and it's just absolutely going on there. It's the only thing we can say for certain at this point. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I have been moved by your impassioned defense, or I guess like, uh, uh, yeah. What is the word I've like? I don't know. Evangelism, uh, ad- advocacy. Yes, of Secret of Evermore. Uh, having not played it myself, it's difficult for me to like put it on the list. Let me ask you this: Do you have? Uh, I, I guess no, because we already talked about the number of uh, as Super Nintendo. RPGs. Yeah, the only other one I have is Final Fantasy three or Final Fantasy six, depending on how you know it. Do we want to talk about Final Fantasy? Because I think we... Uh, this is the only Final Fantasy game on my list. So it is the only Final Fantasy game that I have on my list, but that is through a sort of like act of discipline. Oh. Um, everyone else that wrote in with the Final Fantasy game also only includes one Final Fantasy game. And they are not all the same, Mark. Um, some people go to bat for... Uh, I think six is the most common. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have examples of Final Fantasy 2 uh, slash 4. Final Fantasy 3, the DS version. Right. Uh, Final Fantasy, James is a strong advocate for Final Fantasy Tactics A2, Grimoire of the Rift on Nintendo DS. Uh, which is a game I've not, never played. But like the, uh, the Tactics games are fun uh, and they're, they're cool games. And it also like launches that sub-question of like, do tactics games count? I think absolutely. They better because I have a few on my <laughs> list. Uh, so what do, what do we do with all of this? Um, so uh, Half Jack wrote a little bit about um, Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. Um, he writes, <clears throat> Okay, now I'm down for the two most important uh, RPGs that I feel must be on a top eight list or I'm going to protest. 
So no need to protest. I think Final Fantasy VI will be on our list. I'm here. putting it on right now. Thank you. Um, he says that Final Fantasy VI is still one of my favorite RPGs of all time. I love the Final Fantasy series and still even play Eleven on a private server, but VI is easily the best of them. The music is phenomenal. The cast of characters is immense, and each one is engaging. Uh, even the rather dot, 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 bland characters such as Umaro are lovable in their own way. Um, and I don't remember growing up with the game that had so many rumors and theories. Like, is Gogo really Setzer's beloved Daryl? Can you bring back General Leo? And then the whole Esper system was tedious but interesting. Like the fact that you could miss entire sets of spells if you didn't manage Esper's right. Man, what a great game. Yeah, I feel like Final Fantasy VI is another one of those games that you are probably sick of hearing people talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you don't, uh, even if you love it, you're like, oh boy, here we go again. But it is kind of you know, like the culmination of what a Final Fantasy game could be on the 16-bit hardware. I, ab- absolutely. And I, I, I agree with him that I think it probably is just the best Final Fantasy game. Um, not that I've played them all, but like uh, even the games after it that I like, like uh, uh, 7 and 9, um, you know, j- never really get back to that same level of magic. And certainly not to the, the size of cast that this game has by the end of this game there are 14 characters um if you get them all this is another game that like sort of leaves you with the agency to not collect everyone um to let shadow die uh you know all these things and i just i I don't know that i'll ever get over the fact that the world ends halfway through this game right it's so cool and then it becomes a different kind of game from there on out like a almost wholly open world game after that point um, man, what a good game. Um, Half Jack brings up uh, another interesting point in his list here that I think we need to talk about. We need to talk about it now because we're ruling out a lot of Super Nintendo RPGs. Um, number seven on Jack's li- Half Jack's list is Super Mario RPG. He says, I'm putting this on here out of obligation. Don't get me lo- wrong. I love Super Mario RPG. I just wasn't as much of a fan as everyone else. Yeah, I feel like Super Mario RPG, like Earthbound was, is a little bit as one of those like gimme titles that you would anticipate being on this list, but I didn't include it on mine. I ended up not including it on mine either. I like the game. Uh, Steven wrote something about it too. Yeah, I he think. said, I struggled to get into it 15 years after its release. Like Super Mario 64, the graphics didn't age well. The camera angle is off-putting. It has its merits, but I was way behind on this game. So while the game does appear on, I think, four of these lists, two of them are sort of like, I put this game on here because I know people are going to be mad at me if I don't. Right. Um, so I'm willing to... I, I love Super Mario RPG, um, and it is a game that I played you know, right when it came out, um, but even at the time recognized it as... A, a, an easy RPG as like a simple entry in the genre. Well, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Sure. And, you know, there is so much to love about this game. The music is amazing. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was probably a lot of people's first RPGs or like the first RPG that they like really remember completing. Uh, I have a fondness for this game for sure, but I definitely don't think it's one of the eight best that's ever appeared on a Nintendo platform. Do you want to stick around on... Um uh mario rpgs for a little bit sure and talk about those uh so do do you have any uh mario rpgs on your on your personal list uh i have uh paper mario the thousand year door that was the gamecube title interesting uh so i have the original paper mario the nintendo 64 version um so we have uh a, a lot of people wrote in with <laughs> Mark and I are sorting through a pile of papers right now. <laughs> but there's kind of an even split when it comes betw- to Thousand Year Door and uh, just regular Paper Mario. So Garrett wrote in uh, and included Paper Mario N64 on his list saying, fun fact, the first Mario game I ever completed, I suck at platformers. And uh, Dustin also included Paper Mario on there. So here's the thing. I personally like thousand year door better but i think that both games have like extreme merit and if either of them end up on our list i would be totally okay with that yeah so i think we only had one person writing in for thousand year door um and uh let's see half jack 
mentions Paper Mario and says specifically the first one, my favorite Paper Mario game. Uh, I think it's because it really felt like it had the RPG elements and made a great game. Uh, Super Paper Mario, not so much. Sticker Star, lacked. Um, uh, and he says he doesn't know about Thousand Year Door. Um, so I, I and there's I th- I believe there's someone in here that that did write in with Thousand Year Door. I just can't find the the email right now. Well, wherever it is, um, I I would make a move to put Paper Mario on our definitive list or at least slot it in there um the characters are just so cool and so like unique um uh, but yeah it's it's just a good game well so uh oh lewis wrote in about thousand year door saying visually amazing hilarious surprisingly complex and deep with plenty of explorative replay value i i think paper mario is a really great game but i really feel like thousand year door is the uh yeah kind of like the it improves on it uh-huh. in almost every respect i think it is a little bit long i think it drags in a way that paper mario the original paper mario doesn't mm-hmm. but i think like the world and the characters are a lot more rich just because they're on like the gamecube they have the benefit of sure you know like having a little bit more fidelity uh but like i said either title goes on there and i think it's a good representation of what uh, why the Paper Mario series is so beloved, even after some maligned right. entries. Um, yeah, it's so. I mean, because those two games are like the the loved games in in the series. Like everything else, kind of after that has been like with an asterisk or not at all. Um, yeah, it, it's so. I've actually never played Thousand Year Door. Um, and I feel like this is an Evermore situation because I think if you did, mm. you would really love it. But since you haven't, I think we're in agreement that Paper Mario 64 is the title to go on our list. So does that mean that Evermore should not go on the list and Earthbound should? I mean, we're only three titles in at oh this point. Oh my God, so. Mark, we're never going to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, well, uh, here's one yeah. that is a Game Boy title. Do it. Pokemon Yellow. I did not put any Pokemon games on my list. So, uh, this one is, you know, Pokemon Yellow, to me, is, like, the Pokemon game. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't even really know what else to say about it. Yeah, so, I didn't put any Pokemon games on here. Uh, one, because I'm not that, that big of a Pokemon fan, uh, but also because... I don't know. Well, it you know it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck. I don't know if I would call Pokemon an oh, RPG. Oh, boo, boo! Because it 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 feels like a, a like a different animal. Like you are collecting things and like I don't know. It just doesn't feel like you're. I think you need to broaden your horizons. As I don't to think because there's no story in these games. Like you you go from gym to gym, becoming the best Pokemon trainer. It's not. It's not a it's not a story. Oh, strong disagree. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, t- t- tell me how how you're playing the role of of uh the trainer. of a Pokemon trainer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are actively collecting Pokemon. You set your own team, right? The Pokemon individually are leveling up, and yeah. so like you are growing stronger as a team. Um, all of the games have like an overarching story. It may not be like the most um impressive or deep but it is like see if the if there's story in a pokemon game i always feel like it's the thing i gotta blow past to like collect cute monsters which may be true of all these games but like that's (laughs) but that's that's fine that that's like the way you're choosing to like uh interact with the game Uh uh-huh don't you try to frame that as agency Look, maybe it won't make the maybe it won't make the list, right. but I think you're crazy for thinking that Pokemon is not an RPG. I I just don't value it or think of it in the same way as uh, I think that's another I just, RPG. I, I, yeah, I just I think it's a very like specific mm-hmm. definition of what an RPG should be. I mean, it it almost to me feels like a Pokemon game is its own genre of thing, which I understand is uh, maybe sidestepping the issue. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. We, we got a few people writing in with uh, Pokemon games. Um, let's see if any of them can uh, bring peace between us. 
Uh, well, I mean, if anything, the people writing in are in my camp. If anything, Mark. <laughs> uh, let's see. D- Dustin says, uh, do, 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 uh, Pokemon Emerald. Pokemon Crystal from mm-hmm. Lewis. The best iteration of the definitive RPG series. Definitive RPG series. Uh, though admittedly colored by my own nostalgia. I mean, I think all of these entries are going to be admittedly colored by our own nostalgias. Well, uh, okay, so if Pokemon is a no, what's another one on your list? Okay, another one on my list, Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS. Okay. Um, because it has a, an amazing cast of characters, uh, and you know it is a strategy RPG. Uh, it is a Fire Emblem game, a, a real-time strategy game. Um, but the thing about it that drew me in uh, more than any other Fire Emblem game is that uh, you do this, there's a time travel mechanic where you are visited by the children of the characters that you are currently playing as. So the characters that you romance together have children that travel from the future to fight alongside you. So you are like, you're forging these relationships and they're not prescribed relationships, um, but like you make them and that actually determines the like stats and qualities of these child characters as they come back in time to meet you. Um, and they won't exist until you actually pair these people up, which I think is a, a cool little thing. Um, so like I, it's a, a game where I feel like I have genuine uh, agency over like the characters and their relationships to each other. Um, and also I just found the, the story to be super compelling. And I liked it a lot. Um, so that's, uh, I guess, that, that is my pitch for Fire Emblem Awakening. You know, I'm feeling like we're getting further and further from being able to compile, like, one definitive list of eight. Yes. Because I th- think our, like, our experiences with RPGs and, like, the things we love and just obviously, like, our definition of what a can an RPG can be yeah. are, like, very different. Beca- uh, one I have on my list is Skyrim. Yeah. So just recently released for Nintendo Switch, so just squeaking in uh, under the wire. But I feel like Skyrim is a really weird game in that the main story is not very satisfying. Mm -hmm. The mechanics are very shallow. And yet, at the same time, it is the, like, the possibilities for what your Skyrim experience can be Yes. are pretty open-ended. Uh, in, it's, it's very similar to Zelda in this respect. Yeah, in that like role-playing type of way where it's like if you wanted to ignore the main story almost from the word go, you totally can. Like you can pretty much, you know, uh, to a reasonable extent. Yeah, follow your own path. Forge yeah. your own path. Uh-huh. So we, it, seems, it sounds like we are valuing agency a lot in these uh whatever whatever other things we're sort of disagreeing on uh agency for us is a, is a big thing maybe we should just knock out the rest of our lists and see where we have uh points of commonality i mean i only have one more title okay go for it dragon quest 9 on the nintendo ds okay so i haven't played any of the dragon <laughs> quest games after number one yeah so this was the uh first dragon quest that i ever played and so i know that it is not like the most popular choice because it's uh um like it's different from the other Dragon Quest games. Yeah. It has more of like a multiplayer focus and it's like a little bit weird in that regard, but I fell in love with Dragon Quest with Dragon Quest 9 and so for me it'll always kind of be like uh a favorite even yeah. if it's not like the maybe the most interesting or story in any of the Dragon Quests. Um, let me read to you the rest of, of my list, and then we will just sit and stalemate forever, I think. <laughs> <coughs> so the rest of my list is uh, The World Ends With You on DS. Uh, there, I had not played another game with this kind of style. Um, when Anytime I try to get into a Persona game, I'm like, ah, this would be cooler if it was a The World Ends With You game. Um, and the, the way it had the, um, the, the two characters and the, the combat where um, the top is all being done with uh, buttons and all of the stuff on the bottom is being done with the touch screen and you have to manage both at the same time. Man, is it exciting um, and just cool and stylish throughout. 
and has an insane, you know, anime storyline that doesn't matter at all. Um, but just a cool, almost like, uh, you know, pyrotechnic experience. It's like it's like watching a fireworks display that you're interacting with. Um, and then the last two, I've got uh, two Switch titles on here. Um, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, um, which is another game that I probably very similar to the way I like uh, The World Ends With You in that it is from a purely mechanical level. Super fun to dig into those systems and just understand how the game works uh, and is, a, uh, you know, it, it's not quite a fireworks display, but it is adorable and looks great. Uh, and then uh, my last one is Octopath Traveler. I really am enjoying Octopath Traveler. I love that I can approach it any way I want, that I haven't collected all the characters and yet I'm off to chapter twos um, and just like figuring out each of the mechanically I like this game so much. Um, there are just so many systems to dig into that reveal themselves as you get more characters. And uh, I mean, it, it just, it seems to me like I could play this game forever and keep finding new stuff to do. Um, like i have only scratching the surface now uh, and feel like there's, there's so much more there. So, okay, here's the thing. We have yeah. three games yes. on our definitive list yes. that we're in agreement on. Chrono Trigger. Uh-huh. Final Fantasy VI, right, and Paper Mario sixty four. Okay, let's put Earthbound on here. Okay, um, because then I, we're only half failures. Then we're only half. Then we're only half failures. Yes. Well, and and you conceded on a uh, thousand year door, so I will concede on on Evermore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then from there, I don't know what we do. I think we just burn this whole podcast down and we never speak of it again. I mean, I think we may have failed. <laughs> But I think that's okay. Uh, I, I feel yes. like we, I feel like we learned a lot in mm -hmm. that failure. Uh, so yeah, m maybe maybe that's it. Maybe we reach no consensus. Mark, is this something we can do? I mean, we have definitively reached no consensus. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I mean, I I just I guess I really just don't know. You know, there are so many Nintendo RPGs. Our own personal experiences. You know, we've played such... I've never played Fire Emblem Awakening. I've heard it's a great game. Right. But I've never experienced it myself. And I've never played Dragon Quest Nine, So, like, yeah. I, I have also heard good things about it. A lot from you. <laughs> but also, like, I think we've seen that our, like, RPG is such a vast genre that to try to say, like, oh, these are the best eight. Yeah. You know, like... I think there's a strong argument to be made that Animal Crossing should be on there. Sure. Let's do it. Let's put let's put New Leaf on our list. Let's put Animal Crossing New Leaf on our list of best RPGs. Great. Let's it's, do it's it right going, now. It's going on the list. Number Mark, five. I'm, I'm going to Animal refocus Crossing. us now. Okay. Let's do this. We're, we're getting there we on the list. We're on the brink of failure, but here comes the third act triumph. Uh, let's, put po let's put a Pokemon on here. Okay. Um, so I, I would say either Crystal or Yellow. Uh, Yellow's well, more iconic. Crystal. Uh, so you you said yellow. I believe Dustin. No, maybe not Dustin. Uh, uh, Dustin has emerald on there. Dustin, you're wrong on that one. I think. <laughs> but Crystal. Uh, Lewis recommended Crystal, saying that it's the best iteration of the definitive RPG series. Hard to argue with that. All right, let's put it on there. Pokemon Crystal uh -huh. is 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 one of ours. Lewis actually has some interesting ideas all around. Should we uh, plow through Lewis's list? Yeah. Real quick, uh, so Pokemon Crystal is his number one. Number two, Castlevania: Dawn of Sorrow. Though Aria was revolution, uh, yes, Aria was revolutionary. I think Dawn perfects the action RPG Metroidvania formula in a uh, with rich lore and a gothic setting. I'm assuming that's the DS one because of Dawn of Sorrow, D and S. Uh huh. But uh, th I agree. The f the it's great. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, he also writes. Uh, he's he's a Paper Mario Thousand Year Door guy, um, and then also says Golden Sun again, probably enhanced by nostalgia. I spent what must have been hundreds of hours in that game, uh, though in my view, the gameplay and fairly no novel concepts hold Garrett up. also liked Golden Sun, and he a little bit shamed you, saying, "I still like it, Patrick." Look, I get that I was <laughs> that I was bad mouthing Golden Sun before. Um, I don't think it, that goes on our list. Uh, no. Garrett also uh, recommended Mario Tennis for the Game Boy Color and the GBA. Separate, uh, he says, technically two separate games, but I'm counting them as one, as the second is basically a retread of the first. 
I spent many happy hours with these sports slash RPG hybrids. Now, Garrett also recommends Fire Emblem, and he says all of them. Yes, even the r- recent ones that the old-timey fandom hates. Uh, okay, Mark, I'm, I'm going to put this to you. What if we have two left? Yes. What if our last two are Fire Emblem Awakening and Dragon Quest Nine? Yeah. No, no, no. I would rather put Breath of the Wild on there than Dragon Quest oh, Nine. yes. Okay. Uh, now, do you feel cheated by having... Because um, I agree with that, uh, with Breath of the Wild, but do you feel cheated by me getting uh, Fire Emblem Awakening in there? Uh, I would feel better if you got Secret of Evermore. Wow. Okay, do it. Okay. Um, Mark, what a weird list we've, com- <laughs> we've compiled. Uh, I-, I will now uh, take it as-, as you read it back to me. Okay. Uh, this is, by the way, definitive. And in no particular order. <laughs> right. Uh, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, Paper Mario 64, Earthbound, Animal Crossing, Pokemon Crystal, Breath of the Wild, Secret of Evermore. I kind of think we nailed it. I think that's a great list. Look, okay, that's it. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for writing in. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, uh, Half Jack. Uh, thank you. I'm reading all these off. James, thank you. Uh, is that Lewis? Lewis, yes. Garrett, mm-hmm. uh, Alex, Colin, Steve, and Steven. Uh, great lists all. We couldn't have done it without you. I'm sorry our list looks nothing like your list. If it makes you feel any better, our list looks nothing like my list or like Mark's <laughs> list. So, uh, but we did it. We did it. We couldn't have done it without you. Um, Mark, what a good list. All right, let's close out this portion of the show. Well, now that we have our definitive list, maybe you're like, hey, wait a second. Now I realize what should have gone on there. Yeah, or maybe you didn't write in in the first place uh, and would like to tell us. You should write to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Or you can tweet angry tweets at us. Uh, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. That's really the best place to go to tell us that we're being idiots and we don't know what we're talking about. Um, and uh, Facebook is also good for that, too. We've all been on Facebook. Uh, and the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, if you uh, like our opinions, we do write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of 8 Betty's music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers offering some peace between us. And thanks for listening. And I'm Nick. And we are the co-hosts of the podcast, Hella in, in Your 30s. This podcast is all about diets, hobbies. Never dying. Never dying. Fitbits. I'm going to try to moisturize my face more. Yeah, alcohol. Should we drink more or less? <laughs> Cheap Chipotle dates for two. We bring you hot episodes every Monday from Campfire Media. So make sure to subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.